0: so Matthew chapter 25 I want to read verses 30, 41 and 46. So you're going to need to, to have your scripture open if you want to see the scripture because these Matthew scriptures are not in your program. So Matthew chapter 25 we're looking at that the word, we're looking at a couple of words, but in particular we're looking at the word eternal. Eternal Eternal, particularly we're looking at eternal punishment or eternal life. So I want you to consider those two words, eternal. I want you to consider the word punishment. I want you to consider the word life, okay? Because that's what the scripture is looking at that we're going to look at today. So I want to read chapter 25. Verse 30. And cast the worthless servant into outer darkness. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Verse 41. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you cursed, into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. Verse 46. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Oh Lord, I pray that you'd bless the reading of the Word. I pray that you'd bless the preaching of the Word, that uh, in this life, while we are alive, while we're in this dispensation, while we're in uh, this hour, to prepare for eternity, that you would, by your grace, I call us to you that we would come to repentance and belief in faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, belief in the gospel, that I'm a sinner in need of a Savior, and that you have revealed to me Christ as that Savior, that i become a repenter and a believer in Christ, a follower of Christ, that I might be prepared for eternity and eternity with you in heaven. For those today, dear Lord, that have not made that preparation but think they have plenty of time or think there's another way, I pray that you would show them the foolishness of their thinking, that you'd open their eyes to see the Lord Jesus Christ, Him crucified for their salvation in, prepare, in preparation for death, judgment, and eternity. Lord, we love you, we praise you, and it's in Jesus' name that we do. Amen. Well, today's message is eternal punishment and eternal life. That's what we're looking at. You guys were so patient last week uh, I preached too long, but you guys were patient and uh, i don 't plan up i don't i don 't think you could stand uh, hearing about hell for sixty five minutes this morning so i 'll try to cut it down a little bit for you i 'm glad you're here i 'm glad to be here this morning i 'm glad that i'm your preacher and I do want to tell you that I love you enough to tell you some things we 're either all going to die uh, We've had deaths in this last week of people that that we know. Uh, We're going to die or the Lord's going to come back. Uh, If we die, we're going to be buried or cremated. We're going to be placed in the ground. And one of these days, all of those in the tomb will rise and their souls will be reunited with their bodies and they'll face God in judgment. And we're going to hear then, left or right, sheep or goats, and we're going to be judged and sent for, to an eternity either in heaven and hell. And we, we are in this life to prepare for that eternity. So think about it often. Think about it at least weekly. Think about death. Think about burial. Think about uh, the resurrection of the dead. Think about judgment. Think about eternity. Think about it. Meditate upon it. Talk to your children about it. Did you hear that? Talk to your children about it. Your children have an eternal soul that's going to spend eternity in one of two places. It's your responsibility to tell them about that. So I pray that you would do it. All All of chapters 24 and chapter 25 of Matthew are about the return of Christ. Being waiting, watching, prepared for His return. In our study of the wise and foolish virgins in chapter 25, we looked at why we should consider this question, the question that we should often ask ourselves, am I ready for death? Am I ready for the Lord's return? Am I waiting and watching for the Lord's return? Am I serving the Lord? Am I serving others? in his church, because I love the Lord. So in the next two lessons, we looked at the parable of the talents. Uh, It's obvious uh, that there was some work to be done uh, by those that the master left in charge. And we had also the account of the sheep and the goats, and we looked there at the service that was expected for the least of these. And so as we looked at those two accounts, we looked more closely at those questions, especially the question, am I ready for the Lord's return? Am I ready for death? The last two events, the talents and the sheep and the goats, carry being ready another step forward, and that step forward is they're looking at judgment. So the effect of all of this is This is just this. What's about to happen? Jesus is just hours away from the cross. Those weak disciples, he was going to leave them behind to see him no more. And he knew they weren't exactly ready for that. But he explicitly warns them that he will return as the judge of all men. He will return as the judge of all men. And after that judgment, there will be a sudden separation of people for eternity. A sudden separation. We're going to look at that today. We'll either have an eternity of punishment and pain. Can anybody imagine that? That's what the scripture says. Eternal punishment. Eternal pain or an eternity of life with Christ, with all his sheep there, all of the followers of Jesus there. What a a contrast that we have. So, should we not often and seriously ask ourselves this important question Am I ready for death? Am I ready for the return of Christ? You remember those five virgins that were waiting but they really weren't ready? And you know they weren't ready when he came and then they didn't have time to get ready and they didn't get in. We don't want to be found in that position. There will be a day in which the door shuts. When Noah built the ark and they all went into the ark it says God shut the door. When the bridegroom came and the wise virgins went in went with him and went to the banquet place. They went in and shut the door to the banquet. And the, the foolish virgins came and knocked on the door. But they couldn't get in. But you can get in today. But you can't, you can't get in the day after death. You can't get in the day after the Lord comes. I'm not probably going to personally ask you if you're ready. But you should ask yourself if you're ready. We have come to the final judgment. It's going to come one day. We've come to it in the scripture. But that day of final judgment is going to come. The separation of the sheep and the goats. And I just want to tell you, the good shepherd is going to be the one doing the dividing. He knows all the sheep. He knows all the goats. So today we will look at the eternities that will follow. After the final judgment, there are two eternities to follow an eternity of punishment and pain, or an eternity of life eternal with the Lord Jesus Christ and all the saints in heaven. Matthew 25, 30 again. And cast the worthless servant into outer darkness. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Not the place we want to be. Verse 41, then he will say to those on his left, depart from me. Did you hear that? A final, determinative separation from God. Never to see him again. Depart from me, you cursed, into the eternal fire. And everywhere we see eternal in the scripture, it's the same word. And we'll look at that word in a minute. Forever. Eternal. Into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. Can you imagine an eternal fire? I mean, how long does it take you to figure out that the iron skillet that you cook the cornbread in... When you lay your wrist up on it to cut the cornbread, that is hot. It doesn't take you but just a minute to figure out that's hot. That hot, hotter than that for eternity. But in a supernatural way, it doesn't consume like fire consumes fuel today. And look at this, prepared for who? The devil and his angels. So guess who's going to be in that eternal place of pain and torment with you forever? The devil. You know what he's going to be doing? Mocking you. That he led you astray. That he came to steal, kill and destroy and he did that to you your eternal soul verse 46 and these will go away into eternal punishment those judged but the righteous into eternal life and guess who's there god and all the saints from (laughs) from past to present all of the saints so, the state of things after the final judgment, are you listening carefully? Are unchangeable and without end. Unchangeable without end. The misery of the lost compared with the joy of the saved and forever. It is clear in Scripture that the eternity of God, heaven and hell, stand on the same foundation. We see it. Eternal punishment, eternal life. Same words. As surely as God is eternal, so is heaven. And is just getting started at 10,000 years. Aren't we glad we have that wonderful song? When we've been there 10,000 years, heaven is just getting started. Well, just as eternal as heaven is, and at 10,000 years in hell, you have just begun. That is sobering. Who can describe an eternity in heaven? We're going to be there one second. And we're going to stand amazed. We've never seen anything as glorious. Eternal rest. No conflict. No war. No drama. Eternal company of nothing but saints. The angels and the Godhead around the throne worshiping God. That's heaven. But even though we can't describe heaven, let me ask you this question. Who wants to describe hell? And I'll just tell you this, you know, a lot of people, and I'm kind of getting ahead of myself, they don't want to deal with an Old Testament God. They think He's too brash, He's too stern, He's too unloving, all of these different kind of things. But I want to tell you that the most words in the Bible said about hell are said about that loving, kind Jesus Christ that died on the cross for your sins. Well, you know what, people, they don't want to face God at judgment, okay? They'd rather face Jesus at judgment. Did you know Jesus is going to be the judge? And those who rejected him, those who are already condemned and don't repent of their sins and trust in him, he will be their judge. Hell. Now, let me remind you a couple of weeks ago, we kind of dreamed of heaven, what it was going to look like right okay hell eternal punishment i read the lazarus and the rich man i read it for a purpose eternally conscious of where we are with no way out you remember Lazarus died and went to the bosom of Abraham, remember? The rich man died, and the rich man also died, and in Hades, right? In Hades, for an eternity, I ain't got all this figured out yet, an eternity of darkness, but he can see across this chasm, okay? He can see across this chasm, and he can see where he ought to be. for an eternity just right over there eternally with the devil eternally with the demons hitlers and the sorts that's who our companions would be there Always thinking about opportunities wasted. Messages we heard. Invitations that were given. But we listened to the devil and thought we had time to wait. We could do it another day. Always looking over there and knowing I should have been. And could have been there. So let me ask you should we not think seriously about this question? Am I ready for death or the return of Christ? A couple of weeks ago, we looked at heaven. What we'll be doing there. Here's kind of the bottom line to that message ruling and reigning with Christ. Huh? An eternity of ruling and reigning with Christ. Now, that's about as close as I can get to describing heaven. Ruling and reigning with Christ. Today, the question is how bad is hell? But before we do that, I want to look at some words and give us a little bit of a Greek lesson. They're in your notes, I think. Uh, and, and the first word, uh, and of, of all of them, and, and I guess I, I thought I'd get it right, but hell, the original word is guiana. Listen to this, this description of it, definition of it. The final place of punishment of the ungodly. The final place of punishment for the ungodly. All right, then let's go to the word punishment. Punishment or pain. The original word is kolazes. Definition is correction, punishment, or pain. The next word is pain, and the original word for that was makabe, and makabe means pain or punishment. And then let's look at the word life. The original, original word is zoe, life both physical and spiritual. And then eternal. The original word is ionios, age long eternal, forever. So those are some words to keep in mind this morning as we go go forward. Again, I said, no one wants to believe in an Old Testament God full of wrath and judgment. They'd rather deal with Jesus. Well, let me tell you, that's exactly who we're going to deal with in judgment. Did you hear me? Rest assured You're going to deal with Jesus at judgment. Let let me encourage you to deal with Jesus today. You deal with your sins and Jesus today. You don't have to deal with Jesus except in a positive manner at judgment. Young people, listen to me. You will deal with Jesus Either now in this life and spend an eternity with him or at judgment and spend an eternity away from him. There's no way to get around it. You will deal with Jesus. What is so hard about saying, I am a Savior, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God, my Savior? What's so hard about that? I want to read Mark nine forty-two through fifty. I preached this a few times, uh, and any time you preach this, you're never invited back. Okay, so uh, these are the words of Jesus. Okay, I, and, and I'm just going to let them speak for themselves to let you know how bad sin is and how bad hell is. This is it. Mark nine forty-two through fifty. Whoever causes one of these little ones who believes in me to sin. It would be better for him if a great millstone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the, into the sea. And if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. It's better for you to enter life crippled than with two hands to go to hell. These are the words of Jesus. To the unquenchable fire. And if your foot causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life Lame, crippled, than with two feet to be thrown into hell. If your eye causes you to sin, tear it out. It's better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than two eyes to be thrown into hell where their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. I I can't see any any way to explain this other than this. Uh, we'll we'll always have a worm in hell on the physical body, yet that body will never be consumed. And there will always be a fire burning that body, but yet the body will not be consumed. We don't want to go there. We don't have to go there. But unless we deal with Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we'll go there. For everyone will be salted with fire, salted good, but the salt lost its saltiness. How will you make it salty again? Have salt in yourselves and be at peace with one another. So again in our Matthew scripture in chapter 25 again we see Jesus speaking of hell. Who's speaking of hell? The one who came to seek and to save the lost. The one who died a cruel death on the cross for our sins. Again he is speaking of hell. And let me say this, it might be vivid but kindly at that. Begging us to do what? Avoid hell at all costs. Cut off a hand, cut off a foot, gouge out an eye, tear off an ear, avoid hell. And cast the worthless servant into the outer darkness. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devils and his angels. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Now, I'm just thinking, too, some of you may go home today and deal with the child that's going to ask questions about this heaven and hell. Please do not brush it off. Please do not tell them that it's something you'll talk to them about later. Tell them the honest truth. There is a heaven and there is a hell. Affirm what I have been saying and going to say. And to tell them that they must be ready for death and judgment and they get ready by giving their life to the Lord Jesus Christ. Do not blow them off. If they're asking questions, they're big enough to hear from you what you heard from me. And it will mean a whole lot more to them from you than from me. Read the scripture. Go through the notes. Talk about the truth of it. That there is a heaven and hell and they are eternal. We may not be comfortable with these statements. I'm pretty uncomfortable reading them to you. But these are the words spoken by Jesus. Let me ask you. Knowing a little bit about him, do you think he can be trusted? The one that came from heaven, took your place, took your punishment upon himself, died on the cross from your sins, the one that was in the tomb three days. Do you think that one can be trusted? These are his words, not mine. These are the words of Jesus. Should these scriptures be taken seriously? Absolutely, every word of God, especially these words of Jesus. Is hell to be feared? Absolutely. And let me tell you, hell is no joke. You know, you've heard the joke, don't worry about hell, all your buddies will be there. Or don't worry about hell, you'll spend all your time shaking hands with your buddies that they're with you. Listen, hell is no joke. And I'm talking about that moment. We'll know it's no joke. That moment, we'll know heaven's unimaginable. So here's what Jesus said about hell. Verse 41b, depart from me, you cursed. Hell is eternal separation. Separation from God. We all know Lamentation 3 21, 22, and 23. His compassions never fail, his uh, faithfulness is renewed. I'll Lamentation Ezekiel. Three. Isn't it 321? Oh somebody help somebody bail me out. His compassions never fail. They're new every day. Great is his faithfulness. Where is it? Russ, you go. you gonna find it? 323. Thank you so much. I just wasn't putting my hand okay. Okay, listen. All right, let me me get back here. Separation from God. God is compassionate, correct? Don't we teach that? All right, listen to this. Roman, Lamentations 3, 22 and 23. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. But there will be a day that we are separated from that that day of judgment forever separated from that separated from goodness righteousness love joy peace truth family that went to heaven every good thing will be separated from it there's nothing good in hell So, isn't it crazy how we divide people now? Male, female, dark, light, Spanish, American. But listen, the division at final judgment is the only one that really matters. All of those other separations have been overcome by Christ. But the separation, the division at final judgment is the one that matters. Heaven or hell. That's the only separation that matters. Number two, now oh, let me give you a Spurgeon quote. Spurgeon says there will not be one goat left among the sheep or one sheep left among the goats, not one. In other words, you're not going to skate in. I'm going to duck under the bar and he's going to think I'm a sheep. Not going to happen. I'll read first verses 41 through 46 in their entirety. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart me, you cursed, in the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. So, a, a separation that's eternal. It can't be undone. Oh, I don't want to be here. I think I'll take the other option. Number two, eternal Pain, affliction, punishment, suffering. 2041c. Into the eternal fire. Revelation 20.10. And the devil who had deceived them was thrown into the lake of fire and sulfur where the beast and the false prophet were and they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Mark eight forty eight, where their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. As literal as this is, the suffering of hell is eternal and beyond imagination. And it's not only physical. But it's mental angst. If it was just physical, that'd be one thing. But mentally, mentally, we'll know where we ought to be. We'll know it didn't have to be that way. Eternal separation, eternal pain, eternal darkness. Now, I had not got this one figured out yet because there's a fire going on. And I know what a fire does. You know, it, it gives some light. How about you can see out of the darkness and over into the bosom of Abraham where the poor beggar Lazarus is. But it's all dark where you're at. It's all gloom. Now, how could that be? Because what did Jesus say? I am the light of the world. Jesus is not there. So there's no light there. Again, Jesus Jesus spoke to them saying, I'm the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Where God is and where Jesus is, there will be light. Where there's no God, no Jesus, what there will be is darkness, especially spiritual darkness, eternal separation, eternal pain, punishment, eternal darkness, And I don't don't know which one of these is the worst, but number four is pretty bad. Listen to this. Eternal association with the devil, the demons, and the most wicked of sinners. Who else would hell be for? Then he will say to those on his left, depart from me, you cursed into eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. If hell was prepared for the devil and his demons, you remember they are all rebellious angels who rebelled against God. And you also, and isn't it amazing how things click and come to your mind? And these angels and are the ones which God had made no provisions for their redemption. They will assuredly be in hell one day. Matter of fact, the, the first thing that's going to happen uh, when the Lord returns on the day of judgment, the devil and his demons will be cast into the lake of fire forever. Talk about a greeting problem, a, a greeting party for hell. Didn't it sound appropriate? Who's going to greet us? Who's going to be the greeters in heaven? Who's going to escort us and show us our way? Not only the devil and his demons, but the most wicked of the wicked. The whole while, those that are condemned already, and they're condemned already just because they didn't repent and believe the gospel, not because they were horrendous sinners. Are you with me? They just wouldn't repent and believe. They wouldn't trust in Christ. Now, we've all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But there's wicked sinners, and then there's just people who live good, honest, moral, good lives, but they just wouldn't humble themselves, see themselves as a sinner in need of a Savior, and see Christ as that Savior. They will be in association with all these others. forever so let me ask you is that the destiny is that the eternity that you want it's not it's not but you sit there And the devil's telling you all the time, you got plenty of time. Next Sunday. Listen, parents, pray that your kids be prayed. I I don't care what age they are. Pray that God would save them today. Today. The older that they get, the more the world that they got in them. That they be saved today. the whole while being gloated over by the devil and mocked by those who openly and intentionally deceive people, us. So, closing. Eternal life in heaven is no problem for most people. Everybody can take a little of that. But eternal punishment is a real problem for most. Because they have been uh, uh, conditioned to believe that God is nothing but an all-loving, forgiving, gracious God. And he's all of that. But he's also a God of justice. He's also a God of justice. They say this kind of hell is not consistent with the goodness of God. Well, remember who hell was, was, uh, was there for? The devil and his demons. But we also need to remember the justice of God. We must remember that Jesus died to satisfy that justice. And that's the only way we can be forgiven, is to take His penalty as our, as our own. But God is holy, and He's a righteous judge. And so, verse 46 is the problem. This is the problem. And these will go away into eternal punishment but the righteous and listen nobody is righteousness unless the righteousness of god has been imputed given to you nobody nobody's good no not one no one has understanding no one is seeking god all have turned away from god all have gone wrong all have sinned and fall short of the glory of god all So we need somebody else's righteousness. We need the righteousness of God. We need His righteousness that clothes us and covers us. These two eternals, eternal punishment, eternal righteousness, are the same. Ionios, age long, eternal, of eternal duration. Duration. I'll close with four comments, but I want to read a quote of J.C. Ryle. Who shall describe the misery of eternal punishment? It is something utterly indescribable and inconceivable. The eternal pain of body, the eternal sting of an accusing conscience, the eternal society of none but the wicked, the devil and his angels, the eternal remembrance of opportunities neglected, of despising Christ, the eternal prospect of a weary, hopeless future, all this is misery indeed. It is enough to make our ears tingle and our blood run cold. But I pray that this morning, it will drive you to repentance. It will drive you to see your sinfulness and your need of a Savior. It will drive you to look at the cross, Jesus crucified. To look to the tomb. To look to three days there. To look to His resurrection and to know that He is at the right hand of the Father in His mediatorial range, mediating and interceding for you, that today you might be saved. I pray that today you would repent of your sins, that you'd turn from going your direction, that you would repent and believe in Christ, know that you're a sinner, know that He's the Savior, and look, today, give your life to Jesus. Give your life to Jesus. that he might save you and give you his righteousness. So how do I know I'm ready for the Lord's return? Am I waiting and watching? Occasionally do I think about it. That's a good sign. Am I serving the Lord? There's work to be done. The harvest is plentiful. I've got visits to make to do with church camp. Did you hear me? There's work to be done. There's souls to be saved. There's people to be discipled. And am I serving others because I love the Lord? Is that why I'm doing it? What motivates you? Am I doing doing the little things for my wife? For my kids? For my brothers and sisters in the church? Those little things that nobody else knows about. Am I ready for the Lord's return? I pray that today you are. If you're not, I'll stay. You can call me. Parents. If your kids want to talk about this message, you sit down to them and you answer every one of their questions. Amen.